episode of Trending Topics with BB. As you see here, I have my lovely guest. Uh, but before I introduce my guest, Rose, in a second, I want to remind those that are watching this or will watch this or will listen to this, um, those that are watching live or participating live, you can leave comments and questions as we're speaking. And uh, that we'll try to field as we go. Otherwise, I uh, hope you enjoy our chat. So uh, welcome back, Russ. I'm glad we could uh, reschedule this before I take Thank a hiatus of my podcast. Um, we have some stuff to get to. You have a lot going on and I wanted to yeah. talk about, uh, but first kind of a little recap to those that have listened or may want to go back and listen to your previous episodes. Uh, we talked about, in the last episode, you were getting ready to release music, and now you've released yeah. music, yeah. and this is exciting. Um, and it just keeps going up on the charts in terms of people yeah. finding, and and we'll get yeah. to that. And then we have some other things to get to. So, welcome back, and I guess Thank we'll you. start with that. Um, talk about your new single and your album, and all the good stuff going on. Sure. Well, first thing I want to apologize about, uh, that was a really weird thing about having to reschedule. Ordinarily, I'd never do that. But um, for those who don't know, we were supposed to do this over a month ago, I think. And yeah. out of nowhere, I, I my retired behind gets a, a message to play for the first time in a year. And I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, it was a lot of fun. So I wanted to apologize. I hate to do that. But it was it was a good experience for me to actually get back out and just see what I, what I thought about it. So, um, yeah, that was a good, a good time. And I'm glad we could, we could get back on the schedule. Um, as far as the music, so yeah, man, um, COVID put me back in my um, creative bag. So when I was supposed to go tour um, last year, to head to Korea for a while and then to Brazil and then all over the U.S., um, COVID made sure that that didn't happen. So I had to figure out something else to do with my time. And so uh, I went back to start working on a book, which you know, I guess we'll talk about later on. Um, the book turned into a class, which is going extremely well. We're about a year in now. And just out of nowhere, um, I get this idea in my head. It's like, yo, put music out. And I never thought about it other than the robotic beatbox thing from a few years ago, but I'd never really thought about putting out Rose music. And um, picked up my notebook, just started. It seems like it just kind of came out of thin air. I just started writing titles. I didn't have any music. I didn't have any collaborators. I didn't have anything but ideas. And here we are almost a year later, and the album is almost done. And it's just been an amazing experience. I mean, I'm very, very thankful. And... Well, let's talk about your first single with Ara Jade. Yeah. Uh, talk about this collaboration and 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 how this came about and, and really kind of this concept of this track. Yeah, it's a, a story of social media. So the, the funny thing about me even meeting Ara Jade, it came from, uh, as, as things would have it, uh, responses online, specifically Instagram to the George Floyd situation where the whole world was on fire. And uh, I had, someone had posted something. I think one of the group members had posted something and I had been following her for a while. We didn't know each other. I don't even know how I began following her. But she posted something that I didn't agree with. And so in the comments, I stated what I didn't agree with. And we kind of just went back and forth. It wasn't really an argument, it was kind of a spirited debate. Uh, and then another one of the group members, again, I didn't know they were a group at the time, um, uh, when another one of her friends jumps in, then they're kind of talking, and I'm kind of like, no, I'm not trying to hear any of that. I'm just like, I'm I'm on fire. So as we're going back and forth, then it dawns on us, like, wait a minute, you guys are in the music business? And then I went and kind of did some research, and I was like, yo, the whole conversation changed. So I said, listen, I'm, I'm working on something 
And when I'm ready, I'm going to reach back out. Now, you know how the internet is. So I'm sure that they just thought that I was some, some bozo, you know, um, just kind of blowing smoke. But as true to my word, when I had a record, um, because I actually worked on too, um, too late with writers. So they weren't the original vocalists on the record. So um, I reached out and said, yo, I got something I think would be perfect for us. And it's just, I think that was July of, maybe July of last year. And um, yeah, man, and as luck would have it, we ended up collaborating and, and, and they cut the record and came out and it's done really well, man. No video or anything like that. I haven't put any remixes out. I kind of just wanted to use Too Late as kind of like my, my guinea pig record. I hate to say that, but but I did. And this has kind of exceeded anything that I thought it would do. That's awesome. So I really like kind of, well, from the organic way you just describe of, of coming about and then kind of, you've been, you've been sharing on your Instagram and some other yeah. ways, just the growth of yeah. this independent record and kind of yeah. how it, it went from, you, you, you weren't sure what the results were going to be, but it's just been yeah. positive. Can you talk about yeah. your, your your way of finding how people are, are finding the track and and you know just looking for a different sound that you you're you're created well i'm from a lot of people don't know that i um i literally am from the music industry so people um primarily know me from the dj world but my entire life i've been in the music business as well i was in a boy band and things of that nature back in the day so um i kind of felt like a dinosaur i felt like you know, I come from the world of Tony Braxton and all of that. So what I wanted to do is, and you know, I've alluded to it. I was very transparent. I, I would post when I had zero monthly followers. And then, you know, I get five monthly followers and then I get 19 on Spotify. And I, and I kind of brought everybody along through this process because what I wanted to do is I wanted to see how you can market um, music in today's era via social media, TikTok, Instagram, et cetera, and so on. So I have uh, I probably have had the most fun I've ever had in the music industry with this particular record, in this particular project, because it's all brand new. And the internet has really removed the, the barriers of entry. And, and that to me is it's exciting, it's sexy. And um, even at this point in my career, where you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a senior you know, OG at this point um, in, in the business, I, I don't, I, I feel like I'm 15 years old again. Like, and it's really just been interesting to watch people find the record organically. Um, people reach out from all over the world. I mean, you, you saw that I posted uh, several different countries that the record is doing well in. Bulgaria, yeah. Chile. I mean, it's, that's just blown my mind. And, and I'm just having a great time with it. So, I, so when we talked before, it was like around this time that you were thinking about the album. But now the album's yeah. pushed back a little bit later. Yeah. I, can you explain kind of why you've had to push back or is it just because of all the other, the DJ school and everything else that we're going to get into? No, COVID. I mean, you know, when that, when that huge uh, rush happened near the end of last year, we just stopped getting together. Like we didn't want to be, no one wanted to risk their life for a record. So we just all decided to stop. You know, the great thing about me being independent, I, I don't care about a deadline. I might do the Beyonce. I might drop it just whenever, you know? So <laughs> at, at this point, I kind of feel like, you know, Number one, again, none of us wanted to get sick, so we literally just kind of just sat down for a while and, and worked independently. Um, so deadlines at this point, everything's fluid. I, I just kind of feel like, you know, as, as the ideas come, like, you know, and, and here's the thing. I thank God that we did push you back because 
I've taken things off the record. I've, I've written records that are that are far better than things that we had on there initially. So I'm just going to trust in the universe in this instance. And, and when it's ready, be it now, it's going to be the summer because I have to get it off my desk. Like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got some other things going on, so I, I can't let this drag out too much longer. But um, but yeah, it, that was the reason that we pushed it back. COVID really kind of shut us down for a few months. Great. So let's let's talk about the DJ school. You know, you've been in a yep. year into it. You yep. have lots of students, lots of interest, yep. and then it's going to lead to a, a huge conference, virtual yep. conference. Yep. So yep. let's talk about the work you're doing with those that are wanting to DJ or learn more about the business. You know, it, this has been the, the greatest honor of my life. Um, and it's not something that I ever planned. Um, it is far exceeded anything that I, I could have hoped. And for those who don't know, I, I started working on a book called DJ Incorporated um 2009 now i was on the road a lot then so i wasn't really it was more of like a hobby i'm a writer so um i like to write so it's just an opportunity for me to have an outlet um and what dj incorporated initially was was me interviewing djs of all stripes but a, a lot of really well-known successful djs devagata um ram funky jazzy jeff a few others um people were friends of mine about their their careers and so i have all this information about you know their walk in the business and i go back and i read it after a while and i'm like nobody's going to read this. I mean, it's this bunch of stuff you can Google. Uh, it's not really interesting. But what I found as I looked into it deeply was how they were successful. If you just extracted that from the interviews and you created a how-to, now you have something. And that's when it went from DJ Incorporated to how to be a million-dollar DJ. Now, fast forward, I'm sitting on my laptop here. So, you know, I'm writing when I'm you know, in a hotel or whatever. So everybody shut down. I go back to the notes and I say, you know what? Now's the time to put this out. So as I'm, as I'm editing, I'm editing, I'm adding the information. Then it dawns on me. There's a class here. Everybody's at home around the world. You know, uh, everyone's on their phones. Everyone's looking for something to do. So we're going to need to come out of this pandemic with a different idea towards our business. And it just turned into a class on a whim. I mean, like when I tell you on a Tuesday, I had the idea. And three weeks later, I think we were alive. You know, it, it was literally that quick. And it has really needed anything that I thought it could be. I've got students from all over the world, and you know, I'm starting to see the results of like things that I'm teaching, and I'm just thankful. I'm, I'm really, really thankful. I, I, I guess my next question is: is uh, how does a how does a virtual conference? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of virtual conferences going on because of yeah. COVID, but yeah. I've seen this kind of build. This, I saw some the comments on your Instagram, and then now there's just like a lot of people wanting to be involved and, and sign up. So yeah. talk about the the DJ school, like conference. Okay, so again, Wim, um, probably a month ago, I was like, you know what? What's the next step of this? I mean, because, you know, I hate to say this because I don't want to uh, look a gift horse in the mouth, but... Um, as much as I enjoy teaching, I think I eventually want to bring, and, and this has already started to happen, where I'm bringing partners in and they'll be actual, they'll, they'll actually take over the professorship um, of the program and I will move on to um, TED Talk kind of, you know, one-off sitting down and really kind of talking and kind of being more of like, a, almost like the chairman of, of what we're doing. So about, about three weeks ago, sitting at my desk uh, and I'm like, you know what? 
I used to go and hop on a train and go hop on a plane and go to different conferences um, in variety of things that I've been involved in, the music industry or a fashion industry, whatever. I love to hop on a train or a plane and just go to a conference. As a matter of fact, when I was up taking my exams uh, in, in Cambridge, uh, before all of this stuff happened, I just happened to be up at, up, up at the university. And one of the nights I had off, I went to a conference in, in Boston for uh, voiceover. So I just love conferences. So I'm thinking, what's the next progression for this million dollar DJ uh, world that we're building now? And I was like, that's it. A one day conference, keep the, the barrier of intro lo low so it's not expensive, it's $25 until, um, I think I think we're gonna do 25 and for maybe two, two months and then we'll go up to 50 at, at the last bit. But DJs can literally come one day, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. and network, learn, Everything from their home, their car, their phone. It's just, I'm excited. I'm really excited about that. And did you say how many days is the conference? Like three days? It's a one day. It's a, oh, it's a one, one day. No, oh, one I, day. I'm not, I know, I know me and I'm not going to be overly ambitious in regards to trying to do uh, the two to three day thing at this point because my schedule right now just won't allow it. But um, that in that in that one day, we're going to pack it full. And it, it, and make it make sense, you know, and, and leave people with something that we can grow from that particular point on. So I'm really excited. It's called the Million Dollar DJ Virtual Conference. It's July 10th and it's on Samba Digital, which is the platform that I primarily use for, uh, for all education, uh, virtual education. And um, it's going to be amazing. It really is. Awesome. So you mentioned the book that you started writing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you still working on, are you going to still release a version of the book or well, that'll be the summer so let me um let me kind of i like to let people know that at this point being 100 independent i'm going to give myself the freedom to um be fluid with things and, and the reason that i say that is when you go and you look at all the data that we have put into the book pre-covid or either at the beginning of covid because all of us thought listening to trump and, and everybody else we all thought we maybe be shut down for four weeks and we'll be back to what we're doing so that didn't happen, of course. We're in a we're in a very different world now. And if I would have put that book out the way that it was, without adding all this additional information post COVID, um, it would have been a very outdated book by the time it hit the shelves. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. So the the thing about the book is that essentially it's finished. However, um, as we're having these negotiations with different publishing houses, and I'm really kind of pushing them. I'm really, uh, and I'll be frank, you guys, I don't I don't have any need to um, go hat in hand to any of these companies and saying, hey, would you, could you, would you please? I don't know. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I can do sponsor posts on all the social media platforms. I can go direct to consumer. I, I really don't need them. But I, I would like, like to be able to have them involved because what that allows me to do, I, I mean, I, I don't, it's not a secret that I want to be in Forbes in the next two years. Like I've said that, I put it out in the universe, I'm manifesting that, and I'll be in Forbes in the next two years. And I feel like a publisher will expedite that. However, I don't need them to do that. So. What I decided to do was take my time, really understand streaming, because the future of our business may not be live. You know, um, I'm excited about the opportunity for DJs to be able to go global from their homes and make more money than they've ever made live. I'm, I'm really excited about that. So we're really, I've brought some folks in to really kind of help do the, um, the ideation and, and really kind of like be forward thinking so that is the only reason that the book was delayed because we really wanted to make sure we updated that information. As a matter of fact, frankly, that's why everything has been pushed back. The, the, the album, um, the book, the docu-series, we're putting all of that content into this. So you're gonna see a rush of stuff from me 
the last two quarters of the year for that reason. Okay. I, I have a question because, as you may have noticed, I've dabbled in DJing recently on Twitch, just kind of uh, starting out because of years and years and years I've been thinking about yep. DJing, and here I am. And yep. I, I've gotten, I've had some people on this podcast, and I've had some offline conversations about what Twitch or other platforms may do for DJing, because... And it feels to me like I don't understand why you wouldn't try right now, at the very least, to maybe create a brand on a, on a platform like Twitch or um, yep. there's many popping up now. And some have, in the last year, have made a living on Twitch. Oh, yeah. DJing. And I know that everybody wants to get back to traveling and the festivals and the clubs, but at the end of the day, isn't it about the music and what you can bring to the art? And is it really about the geography of where you are or is it about the skill and what you can bring to DJing? And, and like you just said, with, with the, the forward thinking about, about what's happening with streaming in general in the industry, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen? Cause I've heard negative towards, Oh, we're just going to go back to the way it was, whatever that meant or this is the future. So kind of from somebody in your perspective, what do you think is happening? Um, there's, no, there's no one answer. And the, the thing, the, what I try to get my students to understand is, is that if you ever wanted to claim your freedom and your individuality, now's the time. Because there's no, no one can tell you that, you know what, um, the streaming thing is good for now, but we really should be focusing on getting back outside. There's some people, there's some young people that with micro DJing on TikTok, that are going to make a living there and probably never hit a nightclub. And that's gonna be a reality and they're still DJs and they should be respected. And we should be curious about their journey in this new chapter in the DJ industry. So me, I'm respectful of the culture and the history, but I'm also respectful of future. I wanna be a chess, I don't wanna be a Flintstone. So, you know, at the end of the day, my answer is whatever makes the most sense to you. Like again, when I'm in class and I'm talking to my students, they're always they're really shocked that I've only went online to stream live once. And I tell them, I'm not interested. It's, that's not for me. I'm, a, I'm an energy god. I need a crowd. I mean, I need that. So if the future is streaming, and I think very well that it may be, then I have no problem saying maybe this is not. And I could change. Here's the thing. I reserve the right to change my mind. You know, as I learn, I might have a situation where I'd create a show uh, and it's scheduled. And, you know, I mean, I've actually thought about it. And if I decide I want to do that for the love of doing it, but not for the money of doing it, then I'll do so. But I, just to, to answer the question, I think that um, every individual should take a look at the landscape and they should make their own individual decision on what it is that matters to them. Now, for me, you know, I don't have anything left in the DJ business that I didn't want to do that. I, I'm doing it now. I mean, the, the thing about the music, that was the last thing that I wanted that I hadn't gotten to. Um, so from just on a personal level, I don't really, you know, I don't care if I, if we get back outside or if it's all streaming, I really don't care one way or the next. I feel like whatever, whatever a person decides that they want to do in this moment, I, I, I hope and pray that they, they make their own individual decision and they, they do that, you know? Yeah. I guess maybe because in society right now, we're in a big thing of people telling everybody, Hey, this is the me? way to do it. 
Okay, because it worked. Okay, cool. Um, but I was just curious what, what your thoughts were on that. Uh, I do want to touch on something that you've been doing that everybody should be paying attention. I've um, is your DJs Against Hunger campaign. Um, I don't think a lot of people. I mean. In general, it's not just a DJ's thing. It, there, there, there was a study today at the AP came out with saying that there's still people going to food banks more than ever now, even yep. though everybody seems to think yep. that the economy is rolling. And yep. I, I've, I've donated, I mean, a small amount, but I've donated what I, I could at the time to the cause. Can you talk about, you just helped a family that really needed um some help. Can you talk about what ha the community has been doing in this DJs Against Hunger? Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things about starting this class and having the opportunity to talk to so many DJs in the last year in a way that I'd never have in my life, um, I know more so than most the level of struggle that our industry is going through on an individual basis. People are really having a hard time. And when you talk to them individually, you get a clearer picture of, because you know, social media is, is Disneyland. So it's a bunch of make-believe nonsense out there. But when you get a chance to really talk to people and you know, everyone knows that I put my number up every week, you know, and, and, and that's my business number. Then I've also got my, you know, if someone um, sends me a direct message about the class, I give them my personal number. So it's really easy to reach me. So people know that they can text or they can, you know, they can call, um, if they just want to talk, you know, get something off the chest, if they need something, they know that they can do that. So for those who don't know, DJs Against Hunger was launched in 2014. And it's something that, you know, we've been doing for a while. And it was really, you know, getting DJs across the country mobilized to bring uh, food to food banks. Well, the pandemic basically, I mean, it, it, it quadrupled the need, <laughs> uh, you know, conservatively. I mean, there's a lot of struggle that the news is not, is not covered. And, for me, I wanted to start 2021 doing a DJs Against Hunger drive every month. Now, that got thrown off track, as you know, about the, the story about the family, the DJ who was uh, living out of his van with his sons, and it just kind of became this whole thing. And, um, and I'm so thankful to people like yourself who heeded the call um, and got involved. And we, uh, we saved some lives. Whether people, I, I would never go out and tell the whole story of what was really going on, but it... it um, it was a life or death situation, and I don't say that lightly. So, yes, DJs Against Hunger is really trying to stand in the gap and trying to inspire people to really remember that even though it's not in the headlines anymore, your neighbors and your family and your friends and your fellow human beings are really out here against the gun, man. And so I, I try to make sure that I, I stand in the gap and that I encourage others to do so. And, and, and I have no problem hopping on my feet and asking for the help. You know, I have no problem doing that whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, like, as much as people are distracted by this and that, I keep reminding myself that there's others that need the help. So when I can help, I try to help uh, or at least try to bring awareness by sharing posts on social media if you can't donate at that time. I mean, as much as the the world wants to think that everybody's getting back to some sort of normal whatever that means i don't even know what that word means anymore but you know there's people out here that it and the thing is is everybody's struggling differently i mean i i spent last yep. year 
in, in LA and now I'm back in Arizona and I saw a change from the time I moved to LA from the time yeah, I moved yeah. back yeah. in homelessness and despair. And that's when they were saying things were opening back up and everybody was getting their jobs back. Yeah. I mean, that's not yeah. the story that, you know, I saw personally. So um, I'm glad that we, you know, and the more that know, if, if you listen to this episode, you watch this episode, please, you know, um, I'm going to put uh, Russ's uh, Instagram up and you can get more information on how to donate because this needs to be, it's not just about DJs himself. It means right. it's people who need help and they may or may not be a DJ, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting you say that because here's not to cut you off, but Honestly, what you guys just watched happen over the last month and a half was the first time we actually really did it for a DJ. <laughs> you know, it, it, in the past, it ordinarily was DJs coming together and helping the general public. But this situation was so singular that we we got together and um, we helped one of ours, you know, and, and I think that that was eye opening to all of us. You got to think that happened the day after I matter of fact, the day of me releasing my record. So I had to try to figure out. How do I promote and how do I help? And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm taking, you know, I haven't announced this yet, but I, I personally, for mental health issues, I got to take a break from mental, from DJs against hunger for a second. That, you know, people don't understand that wore me out, you know, just having to put a, a lot of things to the side and actually beg people to help us, you know? So um, I don't, you know, I would do it again, but I don't ever want to have to do it again. That was, that was, that was tough. So I'm not, I'm going to take a month off from DJs against hunger for my own sanity. You know what I mean? And I hate to say that, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't own it. If somebody decides they wanted to do a drive and something like that and while I'm resting, so be it. But, um, yeah, man, that was, that was a lot. And it was really eye opening to, 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 to walk with someone through their trial and fire. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's also because it's like, I guess right now I'm, I'm, kind of burnt out with understanding why people can't understand why people are struggling and that it wasn't just because of COVID. A lot of people were struggling right. prior to COVID and COVID just right. exacerbated right. the problem. And now, yeah. and then as we saw with everything going on with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and everything that was going, there's just so much that needs and then the shootings recently, I mean, there's just so much going on. I know that people are just kind of like, I don't want to talk about anything that's serious, but that's the problem. I mean, we keep ignoring mm. the problem. <laughs> we keep ignoring what's going on, the root of the problem. And I think it's, I mean, without yourself or, you know, people are coming together to help. I don't, I'm not sure that, you know, that would have happened because there's so much going on that people are just like, I don't know what to pay attention to. I don't know. Which, I don't know. Uh, we could go on about that, but I, it, yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm glad that like from what has been happening in terms of of your school and and then the records coming out and all your projects happening, it's kind of all organically fed into each other and helped each other. Yeah, yeah. because exactly right. I mean, people may have known you as one thing, but now they're kind of seeing the entrepreneur and the yeah. mogul you are in terms of like, oh, he's not just a DJ. He's not just yeah. a mentor. He's He's got an idea of how to like help 
or, you know, what he's doing. Um, and I think you and I have known each other for many, many years. I mean, this is your yeah. third time on the podcast. Yeah. You've seen me grow. You, we've both yeah. been like doing stuff for years. And I just think it's, it's interesting that we could, could talk about this because I think years ago we talked about what we were trying to, we were struggling on a conversation about, you know, how can we help out people? And I think yeah. it's just funny how yeah. it's come full circle where this is, you know, it's necess necessity for some people that, you know, you, we need to come together, but. Yeah. It's, um, you know, what I, I want to thank you for your support and being a friend, you know, all these years, it's just been wonderful to, uh, to get to know you. And the, just the most important thing, I, I think I've never felt more thankful than I do right now. And, I found that to be interesting because I, I say that as I've gone through a year where I only DJ twice. You, you're going from somebody doing like three year, 300 gigs a year, and then and, you know, I got to have a year where I do two, you know? And yeah. it, that what that showed me was is that it was time for me to, to move on to other things. Now, when I say that, some people misunderstand and they think that I feel like that I was ran out or I needed to retire. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just am growing, you know? and um, you know, I'm studying the Elon Musk and, you know, the Jeff Bezos and the Kanye's of the world because, you know, I'm going to give Kanye his flowers. He might irritate the hell out of me sometimes, but he's a genius, you know, and I have no problem saying that. So what I'm really trying to do is, you know, if you know the term blue flame, I feel like right now I'm in my blue flame mode where like literally, you know, and if you know the blue flame is the hottest part of the flame um, at, at that particular point. And it's crazy to say that when you're not DJing, but I'm telling you, you know, I, I, I I have never felt more um, locked in. That's probably the best way to put it. You know, even like, you know, I relaunched my uh, graphic design company last week and it's, it's, I'm up with it. Like it's, it's off to the races. And um, I've never really had, I guess I DJed so much that I was in the way of other things that I needed to be doing. <laughs> so now that I'm not DJing, you know, all these other things have their room to, to blossom and grow. And I'm just going to, I'm going to let them do that. Yeah, I mean, well, we also touched on the last episode and here and there about the importance of mental health. Um, yeah. Myself, um, for those that don't know, this is probably my last episode for a long time. So, um, which is hilarious because I've been doing this for nine years. Um, but I mean, yeah. when you find that maybe you need a break or you need to move on to another project, I feel like people aren't giving them themselves a chance to move on to that project. And I think that's as you've just talked about, you were not that you were distracted, but you were used to, you know, traveling and DJing and, and the grind of that. It didn't allow you to creatively think about writing music or, or collaborating with people that you may not have thought you could have collaborated with or whatever. Now, you know, now you're a mentor to a lot of, to the industry. So I think it's great that like people need to realize that maybe they do need to evaluate. And I think COVID ironically enough, the one positive that we can think of to come out of the last year is that people are reevaluating what they kind of, what, what they're doing. Are they, do they want to stay in the job they are, they were in? Do they want to invest in this? Do they want to help this charity out? Uh, do they want to, become an activist. I mean, we've, we're seeing kind of like the shift, like you, like you mentioned in the beginning of things aren't the way they were. And this idea of normality is yeah. kind of interesting to me. 
Well, you know, make no mistake about it. I mourned when I realized that I had reached the end of my DJ career. I mourned it. And, um, and, and I struggled because I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm, you know, if you follow me for a while, I've been talking about retirement. This is not new. I've been talking about retirement for about four or five years. But when it really was like staring me in the face and saying, yes, time to go. I, um, when I realized that I didn't really have a choice, you know, um, I mourned that for a second. And I, and I think I mourned it. I think I said this to you before because it was the last bridge to my dad, you know, because he was a DJ. And, and when, if I'm no longer an active DJ, you know, I kind of felt like, well, this bond that we have, we've had since I was nine. Am I breaking that bond? However, I very quickly realized that the class was the bond because I'm, you know, I have daughters, so they don't want to DJ. So this is me passing on the legacy that my dad passed on to me now to other people. So once that became clear, I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, um, you know, the album is, is a piece of me working on my mental health. And what I mean by that is um, I have two, two songs in particular that are very personal and directly out of my life, like ripped from my life. Um, that are going to surprise people when they come out because I'm very honest in these records. I mean, I'm I'm honest in a way that um, I'm going to be. It's going to be fascinating to see if people look at me differently after I say a couple of things on the records that no one's going to expect me to say, but I'm going to say them. Um, and then the other thing is, um, I wrote a song, I guess about a month ago, if that, maybe three weeks ago. Uh, it took me 15 minutes to write it, called Therapy. It's the first song you hear on the album. And it's written with Coachella in mind. So if we ever get a chance to get to get on the road and tour behind the record, and if I ever get a chance to get Coachella, when, when the lights go down, the very first song you hear will be the very first song on the album, Therapy. And, you know, it's funny, we were uh, working on it yesterday, just kind of doing some soundscaping. And the engineer says, Rose, he said, I feel like I'm inside of this record. And I was like, that was the point. And um, it literally is someone crying out, um, saying that I need therapy. I mean, literally the hook is, I think I might need therapy, you know? And um, I, I don't want men specifically to feel like they can't outwardly talk about their struggles anymore, specifically black men at the, at the front of the line with that. You know, it's too long we've, we've been trying to be the strong, indestructible superhero and we're dying because of it. So, um, you know, the thing about the album, and I can't wait for people just to digest it because it's not, even though I'm putting out singles, this album absolutely is meant to be digested as a piece, as a, as a, as a work. So um, there, we, we really head on meet mental health. I mean, head on. We head on meet religion. Um, we head on meet love lost. We, we, I mean, it's a lot on that album that are just honest things. And so when you think about the things you lost in the fire, um, they're no longer traveling as DJ Rose. And now I'm Rose, whatever this multi multi hyphenate thing that I'm becoming, whatever that is, I'm now celebrating it. You know, I, I'm not going to mourn a season ending at this point because you know after winter comes spring. So clearly, I'm in spring right now. <laughs> right. I mean, I've talked about it I, a lot on this podcast over the years, and it's I've had my own struggles, and I think that's. The only thing that got me out of my dark days is going to therapy. And then I was on medication for a while, but that's a whole nother story. Um, mm. And I, I think the one thing that has kept me going is knowing that 
this we need to end the stigma about mental health and that it's okay to not be okay Fact. no matter who you are um and specifically i don't i i, I guess maybe it was a generational thing my folks are baby boomers and i see it in them them just kind of maybe the stigmas from that generation or generations past but i think it's time that if we don't talk about mental health because you've been personally touched by it in many ways. We've talked about this on and off air over the years mm-hmm. that, I mean, people can't help themselves or, or, you know, people feel like they don't, there's nowhere to get help. And spe- specifically with what we're seeing right now with kind of how we're in these like racial motivated times that never really left, but now it's, okay to be what you are in terms yeah. of <laughs> um that's the one thing is like no matter where you are politically you sh- i just don't understand why there's a first of all why there's a a, set, a question of whether or not things exist anymore mm-hmm. but that's a whole right. other thing right. so in terms of like you mentioned um i'm i'm mixed race you know my my dad is is black and so I think that was another reason why mental health was never really fully talked a lot when I was a kid is because yep. Yep. my family came, they, the bootstraps yep. came from, you know, yep. up. and I understand that, that mentality of like, I, I, I became successful. I want to show where I came from, but at the same time, you can't ignore mental health. You can't ignore years upon years of generational, <laughs> Um, yeah. baggage, I guess you could say in terms of, of what, so, you know, so I think it's great that like your, your art is putting out front how important, and I know it's personal to you and, and, and you didn't even need to release these records, but it, it's something you find that yeah. is helpful in terms of what you're doing. Well, you know, a few things, um, you know, when it, when it touches you personally, you know, because you you were around when um, I was doing the motor tequila stuff. And yeah. what people don't know is that my partner committed suicide. And this is someone that was going through depression and alcoholism right beside me. And I didn't even catch it, you know. And, um, you know, that that tur- even turned my world upside down, you know. And then, you know, the Avicii thing. And this man yeah. had all the success in the world. And his death was grisly. You know, if you, if you unfortunately know the details, grisly way to go. Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. You know, my spirit animal. You, you like, he committed suicide? You know, so clearly that tells you that the trappings aren't enough. You know, it's, it's it has to be an internal journey that people have to go through. And damn it, we have to stop acting like it's it's something to be ashamed of. Every person out there is struggling with something. You know, and, and the great thing about, I'm sorry, my dog is in the office with me. So don't drive me crazy. Um, the great thing about this, this walk towards an awakening that I've been on personally, um, I said on, on a podcast um, Monday, my goal is to be able to run my business from my phone and my laptop, from wherever I am on the, on the earth. I don't care if there's, you know, I don't need a luxury house and luxury cars. I don't care about any of that anymore. You know, and, I, and at one point I did. Um, but the stress of being able to show people what you have, because at the end of the day, yeah, we might buy it because we like it, but we want somebody to see us driving the vans. Let's just be honest. You know, and I don't care what race you, 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 know, you come from or what, what social status you have. You want somebody to see you in the vans. Let's just be real. So I've relieved myself from all of that, you know, and I don't give a rat's ass what anybody sees me driving 
you know, what neighborhood they think I might live in. I would rather live in a hut in Hawaii and, and, and be done with, with, with any, any of that. But I say all that to say, you know, I was telling my, my soon to be 20 year old daughter, you know, you can just block comments, right? I said, you know, you can just like deactivate the social media feed, right? So you don't have to be bullied. You don't have to be attacked online if you're not online. Right. So there are there is a certain amount of choices that we can personally make to, to better our mental health. And I think we have to start being brave enough, frankly, to make those. Suki, I'm going to need you to relax. Maybe, but not right now. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. My dog's anyway. and she's she's being very vocal. But um, to the point, you know, I, I'm not going to allow myself to let this life make me a victim. You know, and I know what it feels like to have perspective like, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. What am I going to do? And, you know, this maybe it's not worth doing it. I know what that's like. I know what I know what that's like personally, and um, I'm just gonna release. You know, I feel like um, you know maybe you have to go through losing a bunch of stuff or, or getting punched right in the gut and surviving it to know that you can survive. Maybe that has to happen. And the one thing about studying all the success, and I study everyone. I don't care what the the, the industry is. If you've been successful and you had a walk, I want to know how you did it. And the one thing that I learned in doing that is that every single one of those individual, male, female, young, old, black, white, you name it, they have all been through the fire. All of them. Sometimes three bankruptcies, sometimes being homeless, sometimes living in a car. They've all been through the fire damn near. Fire, Steve Jobs. You know, I mean, I could, I could sit here all day and talk about those struggles that those great individuals who we herald um, went through. Now, you think that they didn't have a point that they feel like, help, and they were doing it, let me jump out the window? Absolutely, they felt that way. But I think you have to be brave enough to say, you know what, let me get to tomorrow. Let me just get to tomorrow. You know, and, and, and when I talked to that family, um, that particular DJ that we talked about that I helped, um, that we all helped over the last month, I told him that, brother, just try to get to midnight. Because at midnight, that means you're closer to the morning. In the morning, we have another shot at this. Let's just day by day, minute by minute, this thing. Let's stop looking so far down the road. And I think if I gave any advice to anybody, it would be that. You know, my mother told me something when I was young and I didn't understand it until I got older and I'm gonna share it with everybody listening or everyone who watches this. Stop crossing bridges you haven't reached. You know what I'm saying? You may never actually reach that bridge, but here you are in your head, driving yourself crazy, trying to figure out, well, once I get there, how am I gonna, I mean, you might not even get to it. <laughs> just deal with what you what you can in the meantime and and you know it'll work itself out so you know i don't want to belittle mental mental health because i'm you know it's not what i'm attempting to do but the one thing that i will say is that there's some value in maybe making some different choices for yourself and taking some of that pressure off your own back you know right i mean i guess yeah like you mentioned about your to your daughter about you know, you can turn the comments off or, you know, you can not be online. I find myself, my own inner commentary, even before COVID hit, but remembering, yeah, like, why are we feeding into the, the trolling and the bullying? Like, there's a lot of conversations about online bullying, online trolling, um, wh what have you. And the thing is, is it's it's bad, but it's also like, you don't have to be online 24 seven, but everybody seems no. to want to prove that they're jet sitting this or they're putting this content yeah. up there. And at the end of the day, we're seeing everybody's collective mental health just take you a better believe it. 
and, and that's why, like, you know, some people, I had someone um, hit me tonight. It's like, Rose, you, you don't have to say anything to the haters. I said, yes, the hell I do. I said, because what I need them to understand is that I'm not going to take it. I'm out there choosing to make my path my path. I'm not bothering anybody. I'm not trespassing on anybody. And you're not coming in and you're not messing with that, man. So if you decide to walk in my neighborhood and, and, and walk in my in my yawn, lawn and piss on it, I'm going to shoot back at you. That's just how I am, you know. And I feel like, you know, here's the thing especially online, if you're doing something noble, completely yours, you're not hurting anybody, it's not disrespectful, it's honest, if somebody has something negative to say, then your light is disturbing that vampire. That's all it is. Vampires hate light. So your light is, 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 is repulsive to them. Now, you can ignore and block them. I would suggest you do so. I just right now, I'm enjoying shooting back because I feel like if you, maybe you need to know that everybody online is not going to just take your nonsense. Everybody online is not going to be bullied. Because the one thing about me, you can't bully me because I don't give a damn what you think <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, it, it, when a person decides that they want to jump into my inbox or jump onto my page and say something stupid, I'm going to bring the light and I'm going to put the spotlight right on you. And I'm going to, the discomfort you're trying to give me, I'm going to hand it right back to you. And I'm going to make sure that I supercharge it to realize that maybe there's no value in you messing with somebody who wasn't messing with you. You know what I mean? Like we need we need to get back to just having a good time with each other. You know, the trolling thing is whack. Yeah. And if you're a grown up, trolling is another word for bullying. So cut it out. You know, I mean, they told you in middle in grade school that that's not what we're supposed to be doing. So I don't care what the rules of the Internet are. You're not going to do that to me. And I'm not. And I feel like, you know, I'm one of those people. If, if you've known me for a while, so you've seen me change a little bit. Um, I absolutely have evolved into somebody that I am 100 percent. Standing, let me tell you something. Kanye told all of us years ago, save these interviews because everything that I'm seeing right now will come to pass. And I'll be damned if everything he said did not come to pass. So I'm going to walk in that. I'm going to walk in that, you know? And I feel like if a person is out there, if that makes them upset, get some tissue. You're going to be upset for a while. Right. And, and that's the thing that, you said something earlier. I mean, you may not necessarily agree with somebody, but there are some things that you, you can't not like, I think it's hilarious that people talk about hating the Kardashians as much as they do, but yet they're still talking about the Kardashians. So really that's one thing that's like, but they've built an empire. Yeah. They may have not done it the way you thought to build the empire, but you're still talking about them. Right. Like, you know, I, I've, I've personally known Kim since 2006 before she was famous. And um, one thing I was and I, I, oh dear, I think we froze. Uh, he'll come back in one second, uh, <laughs> as we were getting going. Uh, thanks to everybody who's watching this episode. Um, I do, like I've mentioned a couple times, this is my last episode for a long while. Um, the episodes will remain up, uh, in video and audio form. This audio will be dropped right in a few days. Uh, so look for trending topics with bbpodcast.com, um, for, you know, anything that you're, you're, you're looking to catch up on. Um, but 
Yeah, I want to thank everybody out there that listens to this podcast, watch this podcast, and will find this podcast. Um, and hopefully you'll go back and listen to the previous episodes that I had with Ross uh, to kind of get to how this three-peat of an episode uh, came about. Uh, like we keep alluding, Ross and I have known each other for many, many years. And uh, hopefully you find this conversation helpful and informative. Uh, but uh, I want to thank Ross for joining. I know uh, we're, you know, internet issues sometimes uh, with technology nowadays. Um, it happens. Uh, so for those of you, uh, while, while we're waiting for Ross to reconnect, that don't know, uh, that aren't watching it on Super all the different platforms. Uh, I recently became an affiliate on Twitch. And if you're watching this on Twitch, you know, uh, but that what that means is you can subscribe now and get fancy emotes. If you know what that means. Uh, so feel free to subscribe. Uh, I may pop up at some point on Twitch in the near future. So, uh, feel free to, uh, follow and or subscribe for notifications. And if you're on the YouTube channel, you'll see these episodes in syndication and replay. And also on the Facebook uh, page, if you are currently watching. I know there are some people out there that uh, check out the Facebook page. Uh, so, um, unfortunately, let me just double check to see if Russ can reconnect. Because he was having internet. There was a storm or something happening with the internet. So let me check one second. Um, anybody who's currently watched majority of this episode, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave them. Um, I will be able to see them and maybe we'll pop them up. Other than that, I want to thank everybody who has paid attention to this podcast at any capacity over the last nine years. My apologies. Um, so sorry, technology. Uh, I do want to get him Ross back because he was saying something that was quite interesting. Also, uh, if you, the social media, everything will stay up regarding this podcast. Uh, but uh, just, there'll be a hiatus of new episodes for a while. So, anyway, uh, let me see if he's able to reconnect. Also, um, if you aren't aware uh, and you have seen the posts of these episodes and you keep seeing a hashtag that is BB Podcast Network, 
let me explain what that means because I've been using it for years. There, this is the flagship podcast of the BB Podcast Network. But what that is is there, there, there was a network of podcasts. There's three other independent podcasts that were on the network, two of which uh, stopped podcasting. So if you are a podcaster and would like to join the network, maybe I can help you out. Uh, feel free to email bbmediaindustries at gmail.com or ttwithbbpod at gmail.com for inquiries. But what that also meant is um, that uh, it also got out of double meeting. Uh, in terms of how long I've been doing this podcast, I've been able to network and meet people from, as you see, the music industry a lot, as well as other disciplines. And it became a networking kind of opportunity um, and promotions. And that's kind of what I do under BB Media Industries. Uh, this has kind of happened over the course of nine years, almost a decade, which crazy to think that I've been working on it this long. Uh, Oh, Russ is coming back. One second. <laughs> Very strange. I'm gonna try yeah. to move this over to um. I'm gonna try to move it over to my my laptop. Okay, uh, no worries. All right. It was very very bizarre. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sometimes it have a uh, new technology. Yeah. Uh, but you were. Yeah. All right. Well, so it, like, hopefully I'll, I won't get kicked off again. But what I was saying is I've known Kim um since two thousand six when I was on tour with Christina Milian, and um. The person that I met then when she wasn't famous, she was just Paris Hilton's stylist and best friend. She's the exact same person, you know? And so when I, when I, and Courtney and all of them and Chris and all of them, I mean, I've known them again for a long time. And to watch people have all of these opinions, you know, I've, I've gotten in friends, I mean, arguments with friends and falling out with friends. Matter of fact, I'm good. I'm gonna switch over to my, um, to my laptop. Give me one second there. All right. All right, so I'm gonna log out of this one. Hold on a second. Let's see, because I can see myself join. All right. All right, give me one sec. No worries. All right, join. Um. Oh, one second here. connecting there we are um i think we're all good all right you're in the show hopefully yeah looks good on my end you hear me yes perfect perfect all right so we'll do it we'll do it this way but yeah like watch people um be so judgmental for what reason? And mean, judgmental and mean. I think when people do that, again, this is real how they feel about their own lives. That's just what I believe. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like anything in celebrity dumb, but it's just the amount of comments I've heard people say. And, and I'm just kind of like, at the same time, you got to gotta respect their hustle because they are as famous as they are. And they've created it. empires individually and collectively as a family. So 
What are you hating? And at the end of the day, what does it do? How does it offend you? You know what yeah. I mean? That's the thing for me. It's like, all right, so you're mad and you're calling me. You're spending all this time on, online talking about who doesn't even know you exist, you know? And in the meantime, you, you could be spending that same energy and that time something for you, you know? And, and so, so I just wish we would be kinder. I really do. And I wish we were wasting so much time sitting around and, and taught others when you could be asking someone, yo, what do I do for you? You know, um, are you okay? Right. You know, can you imagine me him and all the things like if she paid attention to social media, can you imagine what that do to her mental health? Well, let's just talk about the fact that everybody has their opinion of her and Kanye and everything that's gone down. And I, I will say that I probably am shooting my mouth in the foot, too, because I probably had my own opinions. But at the end of the day, it's between them. Like. But I can I can recognize that maybe I had my own thoughts about that, but in terms of even Kanye's mental health and what he's dealing with, yep. I think I was going to say that. You know how hard it is to deal with somebody who's bipolar like that, and then you've got the the, the eyes of the one that person. Like, right? Can you imagine? Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, I feel like again. Good. No, I was just going to say that was that was what I was getting at is that. The stigma also needs to be, maybe you need to understand what it's like to not know what it's like yeah. instead of having an opinion about yeah. what it's like. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I even had to catch myself a couple times because I like I love Kanye, man, but I tell him my nerves sometimes, you know, and sometimes I'll post something. I'm like, nah, I got to take that down because I don't want to, I don't want to join that energy of, of just talking about people when I don't know everything going on and they walk up, never met Kanye. So I don't know him personally, but um, at the end of the day, I feel like if nothing else, um, especially after we've got you know, the last president out of the white house and, you know, and you got them all social media and we notice a difference almost immediately. Right. I feel like maybe, maybe we could try this a different way. We've been doing this same trolling and arguing and losing friendships and, messing up marriages and all these things with something that could have been making the world much smaller, much more interconnected, much more understanding of each other. Because you literally, if you want to talk to somebody in Madagascar or Mozambique, you can really leave a line and reach out and DM. This is not something we could do in the past. So rather than being people that um, are using this beautiful access that we have for negative and evil maybe we can start trying to find the beauty of it. and that's that's why i think um as hard as the djs against hunger thing that i we all experienced last month was it taught me a lot about us yeah i mean really as i was watching the progress of helping this family it I mean, it always gets to me whenever I see some come together to help people. But this really hit because I just felt like people understood what you were you were trying to do. It wasn't like, oh, he's just doing this because of all the other stuff he's doing. They could really see that, you no, know, this is the community coming together for somebody that could be any of us in that situation. Yeah, I, I think for me personally, it was painful. Um, and I think that um, from what I gather, 
gather from things that people have said to me that they they could see that it was painful. Um, because if you you know you're you're someone who's who's been with me for damn near ten years. I think I think we've been rocking for a minute, and yeah. you have never never ever ever seen me move like that ever. And um, and there was you know Brooke, there would be times I would wake up and I'm like, um, do I do this today? You know, right. I got to I got to promote this record. I've got all these other things. I'm trying to, you know, get people in the classes. Do I give my feed to this today? Do I give my own mental health to this today? And I prayed, and every time God was like, "Yes, you do," you know. <laughs> and so um, I think people could see that I was struggling at times with it because I was, you know, no problem. I mean, they, you know. The, the friend, and I'll, I'll never say his name until he says it, but I think because um, what I think people don't realize he was watching that. My friend, yeah. You, no, okay. Um, he was able to see some of the updates and um, you know I, I, I'm not I tend to be very transparent with everything. Uh, again, you saw me post zero followers, <laughs> and then we start, you know, six, six thousand, seven thousand people um, in a month. Um, so I had no problem showing people zero. So I've never been someone who tries to put this facade up and and becomes a cartoon character because eventually you're gonna see who's you're gonna see what's behind the mask. Eventually you will. So I just don't want to deal with that. So I felt like let me just shoot straight from the beginning. So. Even he said that, you know, Rosa, are you okay with this? And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll be okay when you guys will just do what we need, what needs to be done, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think, like, I put up Rosa's Instagram. If you don't follow, uh, it's I am Ross. I also will put this in the link description. I mean, the podcast description with all the links. Yeah. Oh, when this goes up on Monday in audio form on the feed. Uh, we've talked about a lot and I, I want to thank you again for the coming on my podcast. I love you. I love you. I appreciate uh, the, friend, the friendship. I appreciate you. And, you know, I thank God that uh, the internet allowed us to become friends and get to know each other. I know. And I will, I have been saying this, I know for almost a decade, but I got to get out to Atlanta. I got to see what, what yeah. the fun's all about out there. <laughs> Come on, come on down before I leave it, because I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to Hawaii Beach. Uh, I'm getting out of here, man. I, I need to be near some water. But, uh, but you know, I yeah. want to tell you, I, I understand you taking your break. Do what you need to do for you. If there's anything that I can do for you in your DJ journey, I'm here for you. All right. Will do, definitely. And I don't think I won't want to sign up for that conference we talked about, but we'll All get right. to that later. You got All it. All right. Well, I'd thanks, you. everybody. Uh, for joining and thank you Russ and we'll see you in the near future or beyond but thank you thank you so much have a great